My name is Miles S. Hicks, and I'm a 22-year-old college student here in Richmond, Virginia, and originally from the 757 with big hair and even bigger dreams. This is a mile a minute. We are here to talk about the politics of fashion. All tea, no shade. We cannot ignore the fashion industry's recent paradigm shift from listening more to the public voice and hearing about more inclusivity and representation when it comes to all people in all shapes and all sizes and colors. When a person turns the pages of a fashion magazine or opens their social media to find people who look like them, not only being represented, but also being included, having their voices heard. We are also here to talk to a local Richmond fashion creative by the name of Amozi. She is so inspiring with her up and coming brand, Femme, and all the things that we need to know about when being a creative young and black fashion designer. We'll be right back. Constellations by Kiera Please. You can follow her on Instagram at Kiera Please. That's K I E R A P L E A S E. Follow her, guys. Yourself to the people, your name, who you are, where you were. Wait, what is the line? Who you are, where you from? What's your name? My name, Nick. Where <laughs> you from? New York is choosing to pick. You got the right one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But hi everyone, hi people, I'm Amosi Ayofo. Um, I'm a fourth year political science major and French minor at VCU. Um, what else? I am 5'10". And gorgeous. And, and gorgeous. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding, thank you. But um, yeah, I'm 5'10", black um, woman, and yeah, that's me. <laughs> that was a good portfolio. Like, I'm a 5'10 black woman. You know, if you need me to model or anything. If you need a model, <laughs> if you need a, a good model walk, you <laughs> but know. Yeah. But um, we are here today to talk about your business as mm -hmm. well as the business and industry that you aspire to work for. Yes. Something that's very important. And I don't know why it's so important at this school particularly, but it's hugely important. Fashion. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about the fashion industry, all that it has to encompass, the politics of fashion. This yeah. is a political science major sitting in front of me right here. Mm -hmm. and I have a lot to <laughs> say. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot to say, like, yeah. just with even in the past few weeks. I was going to say, like, if you're paying attention at all, even on social media, like, how could you not have a lot to say? Absolutely. So we are, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk to Amozi about fashion. Like 
Again, that was Kiara Please with her song, Space Song. You can follow her at Kiara Please on Instagram and Twitter, or you can listen to new Mew Mew on all streaming platforms for her EP, Infinite, by Kiara Please and Tofu Jack. Good. Um, so we are here to talk about fashion. So I want to first ask, how did you get your start in fashion as an up-and-coming girl and designer? <laughs> well, um, so I don't, I don't even know if I've started yet. Like... I've always wanted to be a fashion designer since I was in elementary school. Like, mm. this has been a long time dream. Like, I used to literally draw designs um, for, like, my little made-up clothing line when I was in fifth grade. Like, I wish I still had the designs. I trashed them all. Because, like, when I got to middle school, I was like, oh, like, that's not a real job. I have to do, like, science or technology or whatever. But, um yeah, ever since elementary school, I was in love with fashion, like, seeing my mom. My mom is very into, like, fashion. Like, mm-hmm. her thing is handbags, so she is a connoisseur. <laughs> Gucci. I'm talking Gucci, Prada, Chanel. But she's, like, she's been telling me since I was young, like, why would you spend $10, $10 on these little fake handbags when you could work hard, save up, and get yourself a Chanel. And I'd be like, but why? Like, what is so important about, you know, what's so important about Chanel, Dior? And that's what led me to do my research and be like, oh, like, they're so creative. Like, I love these brands. And (laughs) that pushed me to even um, research more and dig deeper into, like, Black-owned brands and, like, local designers and, you know, it's not just these big fashion houses that are that are good at what they do. Like they right. just they're just their name is just more established, but there's there's beauty everywhere, there's fashion everywhere, there's creativity everywhere. So, um that's what, you know, I was kind of inspired by my mom, but I've loved fashion from like a really young age. I just kind of started like I don't know. I I feel like I've always had a good sense of style mm-hmm. even though like I haven't always been able to um, show it I guess because I haven't always had money to like get what the clothes I wanted or I'd have to wear what my parents told me um, I have to wear they're very like conservative and religious but right. um, yeah I just as soon as I could when I got to college started buying my own clothes <laughs> and trying to style myself and stuff and then um, you know I started my fashion business so. mm-hmm. that's really cool <laughs> yeah so when you move, when you went to college, did you feel like, for me, I feel like when I first came to college or when I first started in community college even, I started to buy my own clothes and like it was a different version of Miles than my parents had seen before. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that became true for you when you started buying your own stuff? Absolutely. Like, not to say it's a different version than my parents have ever seen, but mm-hmm. it's more so, I, I don't, I don't want to say a hidden version, but like... The the clothes I wear are more revealing than, you know, my parents would like. Like, especially, you know, when it's warm outside, I want to wear a skirt or a sundress. Um, like I said, my parents are more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, even even this tank top I'm wearing, my mom would be like, you're going to catch a cold. Like, your chest <laughs> is out. You know, so it's, it's kind of just yeah. like... And even to this day, like, I wouldn't wear this, like, around my mom. Like, so that's why I say it's kind of a hidden version because it's more, they still don't really see me wear these clothes. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm at home, I'm, you know, I dress differently. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which is, for, I feel like, true for a lot of college students. Like, so a lot of people don't 
their their parents don't see the version of them that's fully truly themselves right. or maybe just a hidden version of themselves that they really don't see from in my last semester they see like they were like where did all this stuff come from like, really yeah <laughs> wow. it like scared them almost mm-hmm. cause, well, not i want to say scared them but it's shocking it was like shocking because they were like tight jeans and they were exactly. like, whoa, like you wear crop tops now or crop sweaters. Mm-hmm. And my mom will come in my room now and she'll be like, that's cute. And I'm like, thanks, sis. Mm-hmm. Not sis. Thank you, mom. <laughs> you know, but it was like, it was for a while. My parents were like, why do you wear that? Or my my parents were like, what is going Just on? Just an opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. it would like totally change my outlook. But it's really inspiring when like your first start in fashion comes at a young age. Because mm-hmm. I feel like then from there you grow up. So I would have to say my <laughs> next segue into that point would be, who are your biggest fashion inspirations? Well, I, I told you a little about this, but mm-hmm. I think my biggest, biggest inspiration mm-hmm. would be Dapper Dan um, from Harlem. Legendary. Legendary. Like, that man. <laughs> I, I, it's like, I feel like he is just an advocate for the culture. He's an advocate for black people. He's an advocate for fashion, for being creative, for just finding ways to achieve your success you know no matter how because life beat that man up (laughs) like no matter hard life gets or how much you want to give up on your dream continue and like he's he's eating now like he's collab with gucci like he's getting his own store i think they're opening um the boutique the boutique in harlem Mm -hmm. right and it's been 30 years coming like 30 years and he kept at it um but for those of you who don't know Dapper Dan, um, he's this, you know, he's a fashion designer from Harlem. And what he did was he um, basically made, like, reworked, like, Gucci mm-hmm. old clothes, old bags. Like, he would, he was a designer to the stars. Like, he would really dress like Biggie would mm-hmm. wear his clothes and um, Puff Daddy. Right. You know, a lot of these people that are famous now, um, they, you know, was wearing Dapper Dan and... Yeah, so he basically dressed them in, like, rework Gucci. Like, he would redesign. Um, brands started catching on, like Tommy Hilfiger. Gucci started noticing, and they tried to sue him. They tried yeah. to hit him with lawsuits, shut down his whole operation. But um, Well, to add to the point, like, just to give perspective, a lot of this that he was making was not actually Gucci or Louis Vuitton. Like, yeah. None of the products were really an official Gucci or Louis Vuitton or Tommy Hilfiger product. Yeah. He was taking either a knockoff fabric or a knockoff piece of old clothing right. and re-adding it and reworking it. He called it new. knock up. <laughs> he yeah, would call it knock up. Because he'd be like, up. I can do what you do better than how you do it. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they they weren't really happy with that, but he kept persisting and um, really working with Gucci, like the genuine real brand. Um, because, yeah, I think Gucci had, um, there was a time that they... It was one of their looks on one of their shows. I forgot. It was a runway show. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very, like, clearly taken from, like, one of Dapper Dan's, like, designs. Absolutely. And he was like, so y'all not really, really not going to work with me after this? But, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he he's just um, reminds me to be, like, persistent at what I'm doing. Like, and I just, I really just started. So like 30 years, <laughs> I was even 10 years. I have so many goals for myself and my brand. Right. But, um, yeah, he's, he's one of my icons. Um, I would say Virgil Abloh as well. Um, he, um, he's the owner of Off-White. Like he yes. started Off-White, um, now is the creative director for Louis Vuitton men's, mm-hmm. right? 
But um, yeah, so he's one of my icons. Who else? I think those two inspire me the most in the fashion industry. Yeah. Oh, and also Mar- uh, Maria Grazia Chiori. I don't know if y'all know her, but she's um, they for Dior, um, their women's line. Mm-hmm. She is so just creative, like her mind. <laughs> her, her mind. Her mind. Like I remember, I first saw her name. I think it was like two years ago. My dad, uh, fashion too. He subscribed to Vogue and we have Vogue magazine since like the 1990s wow. like yeah we have a large collection of Vogue magazine so I was just looking through them and I saw like this little cute Dior shoe and I had never seen a design like that so mm-hmm. you know I was reading and it said Maria Grazia she already designed it and so I googled her name and like I you know saw the work she'd done for Dior and you know what she had done recently in their um i think it was the spring summer fashion show i don't remember but she's just she takes elements of like old dior and mm-hmm. combines it with um her hispanic culture and just different she combines it with different things so like she'll combine it with dance like if she's feeling inspired by that or astrology if she's feeling inspired by that you right. know so that's yeah. Those are my biggest um, influences. Ten out of ten. Virgil Abloh. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just got put on to the coin for Off White. Really? And I'm not going back. Okay. Ever. Okay. Not sp- I literally am like on this mindset of your mom that you stated earlier. I was like, why am I gonna spend like twenty dollars a Fashion Nova when I can save up three hundred exactly. and have a lovely Off White piece that I'm gonna hand down to exactly. my children and my children's children. Oh, Fashion Nova. Please do not get. <laughs> Fashion Nova. I even introduced my brand. So my brand is Femme, and it's Femme means um, it's like women in French. It's literally just women, like ladies, and um, yeah. So that's I started a women's clothing, custom clothing apparel line, um, in officially February twelfth, which is my birthday. But yeah, I started with reflective swim swimwear was the first collection i dropped mm-hmm. and um that was really fun it it taught me a lot it taught me that like i can't do this myself well not to say i can't but i'm also a full-time student right. i have two jobs right. and a business like so i i really had to realize that either i need help or i need to wait until i don't have as full of a load so i think that's what i'm gonna do but anyways like i was saying custom women's apparel i started with um reflective swimwear and um you know taking custom orders so that's you know i made some other swimwear for um, my spring break clients some little dresses mini dresses um what else right now i'm working on a gown for a customer um yeah so just you know little side projects and i'm trying to expand to menswear and um, unisex and vintage um, clo- vintage finds mm-hmm. I have some vintage like I, I have some that I haven't even posted yet I need I need um, you know the right people to model it I found like a vintage Christian Dior Monsieur jacket great condition like it's amazing I love it so much I want to keep it <laughs> well, I we know gonna, but we gonna make it right we gonna exactly but um so um, yeah that's really what I do um that's what, what do you I, love it? I love it. I love it so much. I I really really do. I love. Does I I've okay. So I know I said I stopped 
wanting to be a fashion designer like towards middle school but ever since like middle school to college I've been in arts classes like mm. I love art like I was really into drawing um charcoal like I would do mostly like you know like people drawing but I learned like color theory I was in like IB higher level arts for a while so wow yeah I I love art so much so I know like you know I I never stopped being creative I'll say that right but um and um I think help drawing a lot of portraits and people and like I would do skulls and skeletons like study of like the human anatomy that helped me um, really get familiar with the human body and mm-hmm. even drawing it out for clients. Like, I have people that are like, where'd you learn to, like, draw like that? And I'm like, I, I just, I, it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I taught myself. But it helps being able to express yourself mm-hmm. um, clearly um, right. so the client can see your vision, you know, and, like, understand what you're going to make for them. Because if they can't, how can they trust you with what they want? Um and you know, people pay good money to um, like what they want. So that's important, being able to express your vision for the client. Mm-hmm. And I'm always working on that. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best right now, but I'm definitely working on it still. Um, and, yeah, that's what that's that. It's, it's gorgeous. cute. Thank it's, you. <laughs> no, it's not just cute. It's sickening. Thank you. How those girls looked on spring break. Because I was like. Look, my client. Shout out my clients. Like, I gorgeous. didn't even ask. I, I was like, why are y'all bodying my clothes like this? <laughs> like, they look so good. It hurts. They make my brand look so good. I love y'all so much. But it was y'all. so beautiful. And like, when I see you like making like the clothing and the sets, I'm like. Yeah. Oh, she really popped off. Yeah, I really, I, I put a lot of effort, time and effort, like, and I, I was telling Miles earlier, like, I hold myself to a very high standard, so even, like, pieces, and I'll be like, oh, I could have done this so much better, or, like, I'll just finish an mm-hmm. outfit, and I will have learned, like, I'll uh, be reading, because um, I, I read about, like, pattern making mm-hmm. and um, different, like, stitches and stuff. Or I'll go on YouTube and watch videos. Because I'm a, a political science major, like I said earlier. So I was never, like, trained um, in school about fashion or anything like that. This is just something I, like, self-taught. And, you know, my mom was a uh, tailor in Nigeria. Wow. So she taught me about, like, patterns and stuff. She just never knew how to sew. So... I'm the one that sews and she teach me about the patterns and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I, I trained myself, but I, um, I like will finish a look and be like, learn a new way to do it that I could have, it would have looked cleaner or better or, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I could have done it so much better. But I, I apply that to the next time. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just a. I'm constantly growing, and especially since I said February, I officially launched. I just this is just the beginning, like barely the beginning. I it was more like a a soft, you know, like hey, I do this, <laughs> like if y'all I mean, need these services, but just kind of like you know, watch out, like because I I definitely see my and I know you were gonna ask where I see my brand going, right? Um, far, very far. Like I have no doubt I'm gonna succeed. Like no doubt in the world <laughs> we just want to see them yeah exactly like it's and i want my brand to be a household name within within the 10 within the next 10 years um yeah definitely a household name and um what else was i gonna say i'm just talking now i'm talking my shit i'm sorry y'all you're good <laughs> but i was also gonna say like 
it was very hard yeah. starting because I really started letting I've I've been telling my friends and family like I I'm ready to start my business. I always told myself I wanted to start like have a brand by the time I was twenty one. Right. So I just turned twenty two in February, which was when I like officially launched, but I had been doing work for people since before that so I was 21 and uh-huh. you know I stuck to my guns but anyways so it was the summer that I was like you know I, I I think I'm really ready to start my brand like I had just gotten out of kind of a bad job situation and I was kind of in the dumps or whatever and I'm not saying it's gonna be easy but you as well you can do whatever whatever you put your mind to it's there's nothing stopping you except for yourself truly but um so the first thing I did was I had a I started wearing my clothes to my friends' events. Yes. So I had a friend's birthday party and I made a little hot neon two-piece like a bandeau and a, a long skirt and I got so many compliments on it. Yeah. And people were like, "Where did you get this?" I was like, "Oh my god, I made it." Like, <laughs> I, I <laughs> jokes on you. I made it. Just kidding. But um it it was crazy like yeah. it's the best feeling getting complimented on like uh your piece of art, something that you made yourself. So um people started inquiring and I was like, "Okay, like maybe maybe I could really do this cuz The only people I had ever made clothes for was myself, my mom, and my sister. Mm -hmm. So I knew how to make clothes for, like, I made wedding gowns for us from tablecloths. Wow. Yeah. But it was, and, like, you know, um, Nigerian, um, like, native fabric. So it was, and they ended up being beautiful, but it was a lot of work. So I knew it was going to be a lot of work, and I was prepared for that. But what I will say, when I look back, um... What I wish I would have done differently mm-hmm. is, first of all, I wish I would have kind of waited until I graduated. So I graduate in a month, so it's not that much time. Right. Um, just because, like I said, I do have a full plate um, college student and two jobs. But I wish I would have set my prior prices higher from the jump mm. just because, to me, I was like, first of all, I was not uh, pricing my work at what it was, like, valued at. I was... Oh. It wasn't, and this was, like, back in October, but, like, and they weren't bad. Like, they were good, like, they were good clothes. The girls would wear them again. Yeah, they'll wear them again, exactly. It was good quality and everything. And, (laughs) well, mental labor, designing, um, making the pattern, getting your measurements. We have to have fittings. Um, I'm driving to you. You're driving to me. Um, doing the patterns from the measurements and then I have to I usually make a sample first which comes out of my own pockets like I'll make a sample so I know how it fits on the body this was before I got a mannequin Mm -hmm. and um, then I have to make yours and you know do any corrections we have another fitting like it's a lot (laughs) even if like and on top of that the work is good like you know so let them know (laughs) it's it it takes a lot so I wish I would have valued my work more even if I wasn't as confident as I am now yeah it's and now I know it's it's better to I would rather charge 500 for one outfit than uh 25 for how many other outfits or I can't do that <laughs> so mad no, no I'm just yeah. giving an example 500 for one outfit as opposed to 50 for 10 outfits and they're all the same quality outfits like Mm -hmm. 
and I'm just devaluing my work. Right. So. You have to, like, value it first if anybody else can. Absolutely. Because if not, everyone's just going to say, oh, she charged $30 to the last girl, so $30 is now going to be standard. Exactly. But it's like, that's not what you're getting. You're getting a full custom piece. Yeah. And, like, when I tell you. And you're getting personal. I'm fitting. Per- it's fit to you, like, your No one measure. else can wear it. And no one else can wear it. I mean, they could try. They can try. <laughs> they could try. They can try to squeeze one hip into the left right. cheek and one hip into the right, but. They could try, but it's it's really made for you, um, and you're getting that personal service. I'm um, designing it for you. I'm calling you, making sure it's what you want. You get to pick. I suggest fabric. You get to pick it. I'm literally measuring you, making whatever corrections you need. If you change your mind, I'm th- I'm a bit like my clients text me all hours. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I know I know I should set business hours, but. <laughs> I'm learning. Like I right said, I'm learning. Right now, we're learning. Yeah, I'm learning. But, but yeah, you get that personal aspect of it as well. So it's not just like, if y'all don't listen to a word I said, please listen to this. You do not have to buy my clothes. Like, I'm, no, like, I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything, but, like, it's, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like, I'm yeah. going to be fine. And you will be fine. Like, please don't come to like if you if you want a service done from people and i have my prices listed on my website like they mm-hmm. you know i try and list everything out as easily for everyone to understand like don't come to me trying to like devalue what i do or like Absolutely. if you think i'm too expensive it's okay go to someone else like you know it's it not everything is for everyone which is understandable but I was like, why don't why don't you just buy the fashion over dress? Absolutely, that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for, exactly. But yeah, I think um, if if I've learned anything, it's just to value myself, value my work, my time, mm. my mental health, my craft. Because money isn't everything. Money is not everything at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's me. Femme. Yes. Femme. Femme. Just that it. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But I mean, I um I tried to do a little play off Comme des Garçons and like, because mm-hmm. you know, she speaks French too. Parlez-vous <laughs> français? Oui, je parle français. You know, petit peu. But um, yeah, I tried to do a little um, play off. Um, people say Comme des Garçons, but that's, it's not how you pronounce no. it. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that. I tried to do a play off that. So I tried to do Pour des Femmes which is, like, for the ladies, for the women. Like, what my... I'm all about women empowerment. Like, I, you know, I stand our ladies. Like, what the... It's for the women, you know. It's for the ladies, like, us. And that's trans women, um, anyone who who identifies as, you know, a woman. Like, we go through so much. Why not be celebrated? Why not celebrate women in my brand? Like, the strongest people I know are women. So screw the menswear. Right. We Bye. unisex. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get a unisex T-shirt that says "femme." <laughs> no, the the men they've been DMing me. They want like you know what Fashion Nova couldn't give them. Okay. So there, I said it. <laughs> and she said what she said, and, and I that's said, the episode. Mm-hmm. No. And that's that on that. <laughs> that. Okay. Because uh, oh, the expectations for that line were. But, like, to shout out to the good brands of the of the world, like, Virgil Abloh, mm-hmm. Off-White. Like, yeah. Nike, who supports our people. Yeah. Like, Fenty Beauty. 
40 shade range. We love we love Fenty Beauty. We love our Auntie Riri. Auntie Riri. She could do no wrong, honestly. Our unproblematic fave. Truly. I mean, did you see the party the other night that she did? With Jackie with and Jackie Alyssa and Ashley. Yes. Oh, my. And I was like, all these people of color up in here. I love plus it. Plus allies. I love it. And we just going to dance to the city girls and have a good old time. Okay. And Afro Beats. And Afro Burna Beats. Boy, all of that. Yeah. I mean, Christian Siriano for always dressing everybody. Yeah. I mean, before even it was popular, dressing trans women, dressing plus size bodies, dressing people that weren't fully identified necessarily within like the feminine beauty epitome of beauty. Keep going down the list. Valentino Mm -hmm. with the recent collection and like having all of these people of color. I feel like beautiful because Valentino's known as one of the epitome couture brands. Yeah. And to have that many people of color walk down and couture pieces. Extraordinary. It's beautiful. Yeah. And of course, shout out to our girl, Queen, Ivy Park. Always they can do no wrong. Okay, no wrong. <laughs> Another unproblematic fave. Shout out the queen. Shout out the queen. Yeah. So I just feel like if more brands follow this example of not trying to have this idea of let me just do this for the clout, exactly. let me just do this to get to where I want to be and like have like the demographic that I want, and instead just truly appeal to the masses, they would be so successful. Like, and I think they need to realize that they need to start trying to be more innovative instead of, you know, trying to do these little stunts or whatever to try and get themselves viral, to stay real. I don't know what it is they do, what the the market marketing team be coming up with. But, like, for example, when Fenty dropped those shades, the world was shook. Oh, yeah. These makeup brands, they had to grab onto their wigs, like, literally starting making calls we need more shades we need more not because you want to appeal to your clientele to your customers right. but because Fenty did it and they're they're taking all your coin yeah they're taking all your coin so i feel like and we see that we notice that y'all don't care about us we just notice that you 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 know you saw what Fenty did Fenty did it best and do you know this new girl on the block came in Hot and ready. Hot and ready. And took your coin. So I feel like these brands need to just, I don't know if it's hire, hire, you know, people of color. Yeah. Hire, you know, hire more people that represent, that more, we need more representation within these brands. Because mm-hmm. walking, seeing these interviews um, or like tours of meetings or whatever, and the whole room is white. Yeah. Even though we've made great strides to have right. black models walk down the runway, exactly. black models be part of the design team. Mm-hmm. Are their voices actually being heard? Are they being heard? Like, wh- how come none of these CEOs are, you know, people of color? Mm-hmm. How come the... It's always... And not I'm not trying to make this a race issue, but you... C- come on. We can't be naive. We can't like, ignore race. We can't ignore race. That whole I don't see color thing. Mm. Like, it, it's... We do see color. We We do. do. And it's okay. We need to embrace and accept and try and learn from the colors that we are not. You know, Mm -hmm. I I fully stand by that. But that's what I I think, you know, if any brand is listening, you never know. Anyone that works for any of these brands, I challenge you. Like, absolutely. Try and speak up. And I know it's not easy. Like, that's another thing is it is so hard. 
it like it is so hard for our voices to be heard yes. and when our voices are heard we are considered a threat and we are taken out mm-hmm. we can't save the world in one day these changes aren't going to happen in one Overnight, day but it's yeah. important to have these conversations at least and not just have these conversations but go out you know try and be that person work towards becoming that person um you know like i'm working towards building a brand that will hopefully embody these um these things that I speak about, these things that I'm so passionate about, right. you know, and hopefully I can inspire someone else. If I, if I even inspire one one more person to try and, you know, hey, I could do that. I could start my own brand and speak up for, you know, black women that, you know, are, they don't get the recognition they deserve or black designers or people, you know, designers that are just of color in general or right. designers that are queer or lesbian or gay or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. Or even designers that are straight, that are cis, whatever whatever you are, all of everyone, everyone. <laughs> you know, like, and I know it's not possible to constantly or at the simultaneously include every single person in the world. I get it, but we can try. You can try. You can try for God's sakes. Like, yeah. So. And that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. A Mile a Minute is produced through WVCW. The music on today's music break was brought to you by Kiara Please with her songs, Constellations and Space Song. You can follow Kiara on social media at Kiara Please. That's K-I-E-R-A-P-L-E-A-S-E. And theme music from Spirit by Eritas. Feel free and welcome to leave a comment or questions via social media at Miles Hicks on all social media. The DMs are open. For your thoughts, sentiments, rants, and raves. And until next time, I'll see you later.